LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, before we get into Ask Me Anything for the week, I know that a lot of you listening are part of a new church plan or you're involved in some way in church planning. And I can tell you from experience that launching a new church or a new campus is, it's exciting work, but it's also very difficult work. Sometimes one of the most overwhelming things are just the details. You know, what kind of equipment you're using and do you have the right stuff? And is there going to be enough of it? Getting incorporated, that's a that's a, that's a big thing. How to find the location, how to market the launch right. Um, these are the things, honestly, I had a great seminary experience, but they just I just didn't get trained for in seminary. When you partner with Portable Church, they're going to help you navigate all the gear that you're going to need so you don't get bogged down with the logistical details. They're going to free you up to focus on what you have been called by God to do, what you've been created to do, and that is to man, build your team, disciple your people, and, and listen for the direction from the Holy Spirit. This is about making you more effective at sharing Jesus with the community. So if you're thinking of launching in this year or the next, let me encourage you to check them out at portablechurch.com lifeway, and I think you'll be pleased. And now I hope you enjoy. Ask me anything. Welcome to Ask Me Anything. My name is Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer. And uh, J.D., we're kind of in a little bit of a run uh, asking some questions that I think people are just having in all this situation going on with the coronavirus and things that are kind of coming up. And so we have one today that, I mean, again, we asked some tough questions. I think this one's on the top end of, of difficulty. So is it ever right to talk about something like coronavirus or somebody getting sick and say, that is... God's judgment on this person. Can we ever use sickness and disease and anything like this as evidence of God's judgment on a person? Who are you thinking about, Matt? I feel like this comes from somewhere. I don't ask these <laughs> questions, man. They, someone, someone tells me. Someone, all right. Well, in one sense, let's just state the theological obvious. All of misery, all devastation, it, it, it comes as a result of the curse, and it's part of God's generalized curse on sin. Apart, you know, everything, what God said about his creation was it was good. And that meant there was no coronavirus. So yes, in one sense, we see all this as judgment, but that affects believers and unbelievers alike. I mean, you know, the Bible says judgment starts at the house of God. And even though Jesus has fully paid for our sin, we still live in a world where there's a curse. And so we die and we suffer. And that's part of the God's judgment on sin, even though for us now, it's no longer a punitive punishment. It's a purifying judgment. But that really wasn't your question. <laughs> your question wasn't, was it generalized? Um, the question is, if somebody dies, or somebody gets it, or you're like, that's God's specific judgment. Um, hear me out here, okay? Clearly, even in the New Testament, the Bible teaches that, yes, there is specific times that God judges somebody physically because of a sin. Um, I think of numerous examples. Um, Acts 12, the Jewish king Herod, you know, when he gets done with his speech, people shout, you're, you're, like, you're like a god, you know, and, and instead of giving glory to God, Luke says in Acts, he took the glory for himself and says that God immediately struck him down and he died of worms, which, you know, they say is like he was eaten by parasites, which meant that God had arranged this judgment on him for, and, and the biblical author under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit says it was because he did this. Mm-hmm. Um, in John chapter five, Jesus warns an invalid that he just healed. He's like, you know, hey, uh, you're well again. Make sure um, that you stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Well, I mean, I take that to mean like he's he's warning him like, hey, there could be other physical ramifications if you if you walk in sin. Um, Paul warns believers in Corinth. 
He's like, you got to start taking, in, in this case, it's actually the Lord's table. You got to take this seriously because certain kinds of spiritual neglect is why some people in your congregation are sick and some are even dead. That's 1 Corinthians eleven thirty. 30. Uh, James tells you to, you know, when somebody's sick to, you know, lay hands on them, have them confess their sins. And the implication is there might be a sinful cause that's a result of this sickness. Um, Paul, uh, you know, identifies, I mean, Romans 1, he says that homosexuality was part of uh, a curse that God gave onto people, like the, the corruption of our desires, as a result of our belittling of the Creator. And so that, you know, was a tangible judgment. Then you got the whole book of Revelation, where, where God is giving specific judgments on earth as a result, not so much of individual sins, but of large societies and their sins. So I, I just feel like you have to acknowledge that, yes, there are times when sickness and death is a specific judgment on sin. But having said that, I want to say this very, very clearly. That is a level of interpretation about an event that the Bible does not encourage us to exercise in specific situations. Mm. In fact, more often than not, in the life of Jesus himself, he's actually pointing people away from that conclusion. You know, who sinned, this man or his parents? And Jesus said, hey, really, this is about the glory of God. He, he very, I would say, infrequently ties a sickness to, to something. Um, so while acknowledging that that happens, even following the example of Jesus, it's not wise for us to jump in and kind of say, well, I think this is happening because of you know this. That's what got Job's friends in so much trouble, right? Job is the best biblical example of people saying, well, clearly, Job, you're suffering because you sin. you got to have done something. And Job says, no, I mean, I, you know, I haven't done anything. I'm a sinner, yes, but I haven't done anything that would have warranted this specific judgment. And God ends up rebuking Job's friends and says, Job's right. He's you know the most righteous person alive. And his friends, you know, God calls them stupid because they do that. I don't want to be in that category of you know, wagging my finger at somebody, even a whole group of people, and saying this is because God is doing that because that's just not for me to, to know. I think that's especially problematic to do right now with the coronavirus because I would say, yes, the va- there may be, based on what the Bible says, perhaps there are some situations out there where God is individually you know, just giving a specific punishment. But I'd say in general, this is a call to the whole world to to wake up, you know, to, to sort of that generalized call. And plus, I, this is where it could be really dangerous. We see now that there are certain um, communities, even in our own country, that are suffering more. Mm. And sometimes that's because of unjust situations that, you know, they've been put in. They've been, uh, you know, I think I was just saw a report about how communities of color that 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 they're suffering, and part of that is because of things like redlining and and other you know societal conditions that were created that were that were really unjust. And so then to turn around and say, and now you're suffering more because of your sin when it's actually because of the sins of others that they're suffering. That that would seem especially grievous. So all that to say is, I would just be very 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 cautious in this. I will say that because I do recognize that God uses certain things to you know, wake people up and it's in response. Usually when I go through a time of suffering, that is my first question. God, is there something that you're trying to, is there something that in my life that is displeasing you and you're trying to get my attention? I believe that if there is something like a good heavenly father, God will let me know quickly because he's not going to hide that from me. And and if, if he doesn't reveal anything, then I assume that it's just suffering like Job was suffering. Well, I think that's really good. I mean, it's even like the, I think as I'm hearing you, it's there's a difference between going through something like this and, and saying to myself, is there something God's trying to wake me up to see? Yep. Versus pointing my finger and saying, hey, God's trying to wake you up to something, you know? Right. So it's like, are we using this as a way to evaluate my heart 
Or am I just saying, oh, yeah, this is for you guys to figure right. something out? Well, I don't out, think it's know? wrong to ask the question. I'm, but, you know, it's completing the, this is God yes. doing this. I would say, I don't think Job's friends personally were wrong in asking the first question. I think they were fine in saying, hey, is there something here? But it was when they pressed it to conclusion. And started making it into like more of an accusation than like, uh, yeah. That right, and that's sense. where the majority of suffering is not going to fit in that category. That's like, you know, the entire book of, uh, book of Psalms. Here, here's a really helpful story for me on this. Luke 13, there's a tower that evidently has fallen and killed 18 people, you know, somewhere. And so, so, so they asked Jesus, were these 18 people just more wicked than everybody else? And that's, you know, it's like God was mad at all of them. And he saw 18 of them happen to be together at the same place at the same time. He's like, now's my chance. And he knocks a tower over and squashes all of them. Is, is that what was happening? Jesus's response is surprising and jolting. He says, no, but I'll tell you the truth. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. <laughs> they want to know, they want to know what's the implications of this judgment are for those 18. Jesus reverses it and says, you need to be asking what the implications are for you. So when I look at something like the coronavirus, my assumption is not supposed to be, what was God doing in that person's life who was suffering from it? The question is, what is God trying to say to me? He's using this and he's using it to say, you, you, sin is serious and you've got to wake up to the severity of sin and the urgency of salvation. That's really good. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we're really glad you, you you tuned in for this episode. And we would also just love it if you haven't already. Go ahead and subscribe so you can get these episodes as soon as they come out. And then we'd also love it if you left us a review wherever you are getting your podcast from. We know you like this podcast, and we know there's a lot of people that, that really would love it as well. And we know the more reviews we get, actually, that helps our podcast get noticed by others and helps this content get into the hands of other people. So you can do that right now. And you can also visit us at jdgrew.com to get show notes, to get resources and articles, sermons, other things from JD. Uh, and you can follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening to Ask Me Anything.